Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. I'm Johnny, founder of TheVentureOut.com, the best way to start your day. And I'm Bo. The very ink with which history is written is merely fluid prejudice. <laughs> yeah, both starting the show back off woke. <laughs> yep. Whoa, that's right, man. buddy. You reading that Tanahasi Coates uh, in the off season? <laughs> uh, no, that's Mark Twain. Oh, oh, Mark Twain. Right. He's pretty woke. Is he? I don't know. Me either. I you think cut he, either way. I think uh, <laughs> he, he got more woke as he got older. Okay, I'm, all right. Well, that's so. some of us. Yeah. Okay. Well, shout out to Mark Twain. Uh, I'll forgive a couple inward gems. <laughs> <laughs> For that there. All right, so uh, thanks for being here on the Junto Show with your, your cast here. We took a little bit of time off because me and Johnny were out traveling the world. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We traveled over to, let's see, uh, Denmark, Norway, and Netherlands. That's right, the Netherlands. Oh, oh and also Planet Hoth. <laughs> <laughs> you can't forget that one. Yeah, so we went to um, this part of the Netherlands. It was like the actual scene or the... Norway. Norway, whatever. I to this day, <laughs> to this day, I, I butcher the countries that we went to, but it was the like this glacier area where they filmed the Star Wars scenes for the Ice Planet Hoth, and uh, it felt like it. <laughs> it did. It did. Surprisingly so. Um, true or not, who knows? But the locals or somebody was telling us that remnants of Hurricane Dorian had, you know, the one that had. Uh, scathed by Florida up the east coast and I guess all the way back around that storm system the remnants of it was still impacting the town of Fence and that caused like a good what I think the calculation was like 50 miles per hour type winds and oh, wow. ice and snow hitting against the the glass and it's all the creaking and cracking we're like eh, we're gonna go bike ride in that tomorrow yeah it was, uh, <laughs> it was rough <laughs> So yeah, it's funny because like the hurricane, we were like so worried about it hitting us here in Orlando, and then we went to Norway, and the same hurricane was chasing us. I'm like, damn, (laughs) (laughs) gotta quit some of the sinning, (laughs) getting punished over here. All right, so Johnny, also I went back and listened to our last couple episodes, and uh, you were talking about your hiking trip. (laughs) So that explains the uh, the spike in uh, traffic for our show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's noticeable that one, that one redown so so what happened with your your 14er there johnny well hurricane dorian <laughs> so it got canceled got canceled oh. yeah yeah, i couldn't do it because the day uh we were supposed to fly out of town was the day hurricane dorian would have been off the east coast and you know the, the storm is massive so uh, orlando airport would have been shut down and it was shut down so mm-hmm. it was good to call the whole team Canceled it two days ahead of time, especially since we didn't know the conditions that Dorian would leave as far as like knocking out power. How how was our family going to fare through it all? So we just canceled and hopefully we'll re-vector for some time in the future oh, here. Re- so Re-vector. Re- <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got to big management words, man. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, I well, know all the buzzwords, buddy. Well, I'm glad you got to keep your fingers and toes there, Johnny, and uh, yes. hope you get to schedule that trip later on. Yeah, I'm sure we will synergize on that later. <laughs> And change the paradigm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys got anything else? All right. I'm going to introduce the show then. All right. So you guys are listening to The Junto Show. And The Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of The Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show is not quite that stuffy. But here and there, we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. All right. So today is Wednesday, September. Wait, October 2nd, 2019, and that goes before that other part. <laughs> Man, I, that, that's, it's, uh, it's fine. <laughs> All right, so um, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about, we're going to get things started here. Well, one thing, one thing. One you got to tell our, our uh, listeners out there that we have something called patreon.com slash junto show. It'll be in our show notes, and we'd greatly appreciate you guys visiting it, checking it out. And this is basically where we ask you for a couple bucks donation to... Uh, feed us, <laughs> yep. and for being a patron or a patron, uh, what type of uh, content do the the listeners get there, Johnny? Well, they get uh, if at the rate of just one dollar a month, you get our big fat thank you. <laughs> but for a couple of dollars <laughs> <Thank> more, you. <laughs> you also get a special premium edition Junto Show episode where we talk about 
something that's just maybe a little bit too hot to handle on the real show. Yeah, you get access to the Huto Show premium feed where we have uh, episodes that we put out. And in the episode accompanying today's show, we talk about whether or not that we should seek a wide impeachment inquiry or a narrow impeachment mm. inquiry. You won't believe where Bo lands on that topic. No. Oof. 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 Too hot. Too hot. Too hot, man. Too hot. <laughs> okay, so uh, sign up. It's, it's great. And we're going to get things started with our first segment, Hot Tech News. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. All right. So speaking of the impeachment uh, inquiry, impeachment's happening, gang. We're finally here. All the the time that I've been hoping for and wishing, giving my teeth to the tooth fairy in hopes of getting an impeachment under my pillow, it's finally here. Or is it? Like, so at what point in time can we say an impeachment has actually happened? Because I don't think he has been impeached yet. The history books don't say he has gotten impeached. No, not at all. Not at all. This is just the impeachment inquiry. Yeah, right. Not even the impeachment proceedings yet. This mm. is just the inquiry that informs if we need the proceedings. And once you're on the path of proceedings, that's when you know you can get a vote. Okay. As soon as you, see, as soon as you hear the word proceedings, you know we're going to get a vote. And that's when it gets serious. I think the vote itself is what you can say this president has been impeached. Or not. If it fails, then no. I think, once, yes. I think once you've had the vote, uh, you have been impeached even if it fails. No, I don't think so. I think you're only impeached if the House passes. Then it goes to the Senate for removal. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I could see that, too. And uh, McConnell just came out with a statement today saying, like, he has no choice. If the House passes it, then he will be forced to hold the trial. Really? Yep. Yes. He said that? Yep. He said that. McConnell said that. Yeah. Oh. And uh, what's interesting about the trial, too, by the way, it's actually chaired by the Chief Justice. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be super interesting. Yeah, I listened to a podcast that kind of went into some detail about that and said it could cut a few different ways regarding what Mitch McConnell can and has to and doesn't have to do, right. can and can't do, and what the uh, Chief Justice can and can't do and uh, should and shouldn't do as well. Yeah, so and what I've heard is because the Constitution is so vague on this whole premise of impeachment and removal that the three previous times that we've actually done this, it's actually been run differently each time I don't, I don't know the nuances but it's gonna be different each time so we shouldn't look towards the historical precedents for how this one will unfold either so actually so there's a book out about impeachment um by some historian who was writing it way before trump even got mm-hmm. to be like the criminal president bill clinton <laughs> nah uh <laughs> it was just somebody was writing a book on impeachment and then like they were like uh thank America. you thank you lord <laughs> That it just happened to come out like uh, right now. So I read it and it talked about, you know, the first one way back in the 1800s and it was all wild. And um, and then the one for for Nixon, which is also wild. And they were pretty different. So hmm. I don't know. Just, I just couldn't have the show without talking about that. So uh, you think it's going to go anywhere, Johnny? Yes, I think the House will impeach. Okay, Bo, you think I'm going to go ahead and let me say House will impeach. Um, I think I'd like to keep my comments uh, on the Patreon. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so you got to listen to the Patreon. Ooh. Oh, man. Look at him. Look at him. Yeah. Uh, I think that they will impeach. All right. Yeah. So uh, next topic. I, so real quick though, I, I think if I'm if I'm hearing the stats correctly too was uh, when they had polls from the previous impeachments, right? And when they polled Americans and asked them, you know, before the House took a vote, hey, how on board are you with this impeachment process? Like a lot of Americans say they weren't down for it, mm-hmm. right? right? So previous right. polls show that. I think polls right now are showing more than half Americans are for it. So if that's any correlation to the past, then that's that's, that's a pretty big indicator in my book. So yeah. for, for reference, um, when Nixon was, well, I guess he wasn't officially impeached, but when he was about to be impeached, he had just won an election where he won 49 out of the 50 states. And I believe he had really high approval ratings and actually had a big legislative um, uh, body of, of uh, accomplishments that he had. At the time, also Bill Clinton had just won his uh, re-election, I believe, too, and was a very popular president. Mm-hmm. So, like, and that's a weird nuance here too. For this Trump would be the first president to be um, going through impeachment um, as, first term. as a first-term president. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. And also, while being, well, I guess uh, Andrew Johnson was probably real unpopular too, but definitely yeah. Trump is less popular I, than the previous two. I did hear some comedian talk about how, so it's not my joke, but they're saying how like the real Democrat plan is actually uh, impeach. Trump implicate Pence and then third in line is 
Pelosi. Pelosi. Well, I mean, that's not even the Democrats' plan. That's Trump's plan. Did you, did you see that speech where Trump was like, look, you're trying to investigate me. You need to investigate Pence. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. And then Rudy Giuliani's like, the whole State Department's corrupt. And I'm just like, man, they're turning on each other worse than Takashi 6ix9ine. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I kind of did like it whenever... Uh, you know, they just say the impeachment thing, and then it all just kind of spins out of control. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Spins crazy. I'm just like, like teriyaki 69. I'm like, do I just not get it? And Rudy Giuliani's doing a good job? Because why would anybody continue paying him to go on TV and, and confess to crime? <laughs> yeah, look, it's not here or there. But I'm glad he's on TV, which means he shouldn't be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> that one interview is hilarious. Like, no, I didn't talk to Ukraine. Yes, I talked to Ukraine. When did I ever say that? Okay. You well, just did. Well, ho- hopefully they all... Uh, you know, get get true justice is all I can ever hope for in any situation is justice. And I hope they get justice. All right. <laughs> Next topic. Uh, Tesla, the, the car company, it recently rolled out its newest feature, Smart Summon. Have you guys uh, seen or heard about this? I thought that I didn't think that was a new feature, but I guess it's now maybe it's out, of, out of its beta or something like yeah. that. So the yeah. thing Smart Summon is like uh, you can push the button on your I don't know app or keychain or whatever the hell it is. And then the Tesla, without you being in it, like on its own, will come to you from, from say, I don't think it's very, very far, but from the mall parking lot to like the, the front of the, the, the Dillard's, that type of a scenario. Okay. And uh, that's rolled out and people are using it. And there's videos of this thing happening all over the internet. And I've seen a couple of them. And I've seen some people hit these Teslas. <laughs> What do you mean hit this Tesla? Like uh, back out into them? Yeah, people have been backing out into the Teslas. Not like a whole bunch, but it's happened. So uh, my question to the Junto is, whose fault is that, and who should pay? Wait, wait, wait. Where is the Tesla vehicle? Okay, so the Tesla is in the parking lot. You like, push the you're and you're at the the mall entrance. It's parked. It's parked. Okay, like in G eight. Yep. yep. You you press it. And it then, starts coming towards. Then you. it backs out. Yeah. And then come, r- drives up the parking lot aisle, yep. stops at the the intersection or whatever, and then turns to where you are. Okay. Drives up the street, stops in front of you, and you get in. Yeah. So who's hitting the Tesla now? Um. Some old Mimo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Some so old, it was old Mimo's fault. It would have happened anyways with or without the a driverless Tesla. Hmm. With the person or without a person, that Mimo person would have still... Re- I mean, there's no yeah. difference. I'd so say you, your description of it makes it sound like the Mimo's fault. So it's just whoever has to ride away, we just go with that? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, like, I mean, what else would it be? Yeah, it's not like the person back mm. now is like... Well, there's no driver in that car. Let me go ahead and back out. Like, I mean. Well, the argument is, is that if there was a person in the car, they would have seen me, and then they would have reacted differently than the autonomous car is. Yeah, that's a very that's a terrible argument. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that I think the autonomous car is smart. It, I'd, I'd hope yeah. it has some sensors on the side doors, too, to say, hey, car's coming at me. Let me get out of the way, maybe. Whereas yeah. a human being in the car would be like, I'd just be sitting there like, oh, crap, somebody just hit me. Yeah, but yeah. but it's not like you don't look in your mirror when you rearview mirror and you see a car there and no driver and you're like, there's nothing there. You know, <laughs> there's a car there. Right? Yeah, maybe maybe it's like yeah. human psychology. You you don't look for the car, you look for the person. You know? Yeah, no, I don't so maybe that's it. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Another uh, segue side story is uh, I was driving somewhere and like two cars ahead of me, I saw the uh, suicide doors pop up and pop back down. Oh. It's so rare to see. When I saw, it, I was like. Wow, what is that car? That looks wait, amazing. Was it on suicide, a supercar? Oh, the the, the gold wing doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not even gold. So yeah, wait, was so it suicide was it, doors? Are definitely oh no, gold you're right. You're right. No, sorry. Not, so not suicide, the suicide doors, doors are doors that open with the hinge on the other side as opposed to the regular side. Yeah. 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 Gold yeah. wing doors are actually like uh, sorry, like gold a, wing doors. Yes. Like yeah. the Karate Kid with his hands up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A Firebird, like an old Firebird from the Lambo side. doors. Go up like touchdown. Yeah. yeah so, no, no. so which was it? Go, uh, gold wing doors. Okay, so that was a Tesla with the gold wings. Yeah, with the the SUV version. Yeah, uh, yeah amazing yeah. looking. Yeah, those are, yeah, it was cool. Like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Those things are expensive. No, not Did quite. it take off and yeah. fly yeah. to the air? <laughs> <laughs> and then it uh, left a streak of uh, fire behind it, and who knows what timeline it went to? Eighty-eight, yeah. 88 uh, miles per hour. Okay, uh, next topic: The University of Alabama is penalizing students for leaving football games early. So what? Uh, yeah. So a report by the New York. This is so. Follow me here. Oh, this is going to get penalized for tickets, right? No, it's 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 in the hot take news for a reason. All right. So a report by the New York Times found that Alabama, the University of Alabama, uh, uh, scroll tight, uses location tracking technology to support its student loyalty rewards program. The basics are simple but creepy. So students download this app. It's called the uh, Tide Loyalty Points app. And uh, they get points for do- for going to the game, and they get a hundred points for going to the game, 
and an additional 250 points if they're in attendance by the fourth quarter. Their location's being tracked via their cell phone by the university to verify that they're still there. All right, that's that's point number one. Okay. All right, so and just so that it said, like, why are people? Why are they worried about people leaving the games early? Probably because it looks bad on TV, and then yep. also like if Alabama's up by six touchdowns, which they probably are, depending on who they're playing. Like, why would you stay there and watch the rest of the game? All right. So turns out a lot of different schools are using this type of thing. So it's um uh, like Maryland. Uh, Virginia, Penn State, uh, and a few others were mentioned in the article I read. And the general thing, so like the points that they use, like because these are big schools, big sports schools, they have more people that want to go to the game than seats. So the points are used for uh, allocating your tickets to the game. So like you get put in a lotto system if there's more more desire than seats. So then you get put in a lotto system and you get more entries if you have higher points. Right. Yeah. So the thing I <clears throat> am noticing here is that the university is tracking all of the students that on campus GPS at all, t- and they have the ability to know where you are. They, I mean, they just promise to only watch you when you're at the football game, but they can tell where you are if you're in the stadium or not. And I'm just like, that is, a-. and then it's a bunch of other schools are doing it. And I'm just like, that is a crazy invasion of privacy, and I don't like the universities doing that. Your thoughts? I, I feel like, what if somebody came out with a. I don't know, like an app or something, like a game where it tracked your GPS location to locations and, you know, it rewards you by, I don't know, like catching a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think like that would be like more fearsome where like it's got data on so many people just walking around with their GPS thing open, where they go, how often they go, all these things. And they're incentivizing them as well. So I feel like that would be a bigger problem than a university tracking uh, how many people are staying in their uh, stadiums. I do think, um, so I think there was a couple stories that came out maybe about a year ago where, and it's kind of in the same vein, but what what they did was they made this big hubbub. It was, I think it was like New York Times or Washington Post. And they they were saying that if you're near a certain area, what would happen is the ads that would come up on your screen would be tailored to the places that you're near. Yeah. And so that's like a thing that's actually, that's, so that's already been happening. Mm -hmm. And they had this, this, like a bunch of, bunch of papers came out about it in the journals and there was like almost no one cared. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I actually kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a, I have a friend that's like, he's like, customize my ads. Like use my cookies. Yes. Only send me ads. I want to see like, Like, I want the future of minority report. When you walk through the stores, like, oh, hello, Ethan Hunt. I know his name's not Ethan Hunt in Minority Report, but hello, Ethan Hunt. <laughs> you know, I we know you were a size 32. Is that Gattaca? <laughs> no, no. Well, Ethan Hunt is a uh, uh, Mission Impossible. Oh, all right. Thank you, Lance. And um, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but Gattaca's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Our listeners can't see the uh, seething, like stare I'm staring down Bo right now. But we're mixing up. Johnny's so disappointed. Yeah, heard him. So but who bad. is the actor in, e- in Gattaca? Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Oh. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Ethan Hawke. I, I thought I knew it was Ethan. The, um, back to the college just being creepy. I think the the uh, big thing for me would be, can I opt out? Like, can I still go to these games and choose not to be tracked, but you're saying I'll get a lower probability of winning tickets in the future. So, hey, yep. that's the price you pay for anonymity. And I think I think the 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 system that we had when I was in school was your your points were if you just validated so you oh this was around when you were in college not not the tracking but essentially the you there's a lottery system for the tickets right and you'd have a point system and if you were to use your tickets you would be have a higher chance of winning the tickets (laughs) you just make both seem so old. young (laughs) I think it makes them seem young I I mean this I think this that's like the uh, that was like the way they started doing it. I think in the mid two thousands, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I kind of went to games. I don't recall. I mean, we had a little card. You scanned your card for sure to get into the, the yeah. stadium, but I don't recall them tracking it in any way. I pre- they made you had, we had to buy our tickets. I remember that. Do you remember anything from that, Johnny? Were you a big football guy? <laughs> 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 so <just> there. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, it's too busy playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> you can you can opt out of it, but like you said, yeah. you you'll get a worse chance of uh, getting tickets. And I, I also disagree. I think it's a bad thing that the the stadium, I mean the university, uh, treats you differently if you opt to not be surveilled by them. <laughs> you know, like uh, 
if you opt out of mass surveillance. Like that's yeah. not the right lesson to teach in stealing yeah. children. I say play a wall of wood on them. The wall of wood? I didn't know you were a magic guy. I thought you were joking there, just trying to name something nerdy. Yeah, no, I was a magic guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that should be no surprise. I'm glad you got out of that phase before you met me. <laughs> Am I? I don't think you still, you don't still play that I know. Do I? Do you? Don't I? You don't invite me. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, next topic. Along the same lines. Uh, the doorbell camera firm Ring has partnered with four hundred police over 400 police forces, extending surveillance concerns all across the country. All right. So the partnerships. So speaking of things you can opt into or opt out of. So basically there's the Ring app. You know, it's these uh, doorbells that have the cameras in them. You can look and see who's at your door through your phone. Very useful for seeing who's stealing your Amazon packages and uh, what's going on with um, the Jehovah's Witnesses. All right, so <laughs> uh, the partnerships let police request the video recorded by homeowners' cameras within a specific time and area, helping officers see footage from the company's millions of internet-connected cameras installed nationwide. I say officers don't receive ongoing, they claim, excuse me, to not receive ongoing live video access and homeowners can <laughs> decline requests. So basically like there's the Ring app and then there's the Neighbors app, which is kind of like the social media app of Ring where you get on there and talk about, hey, look, I saw this person in the neighborhood. Do you know them? Are they suspicious? Et cetera, et cetera. People are sharing videos of things. Hey, look out for this. And the police are like, oh, hey, join the Neighbors app. Make your neighborhood more strong and like all over. In certain places, like Amazon was giving the police departments free cameras to give out to the to the to the citizens to kind of encourage them to act into it, and they're calling it like the new neighborhood watch. So, uh, so what do you guys think about like? It's I think if if it was advertised to you as the the government was going to install cameras in everybody's house in order to, to mass surveil everything, I think people would push back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we're all kind of installing our own cameras and then giving the data to the police. And it's the same effect, but it's going in a way that's not bothering as many people. Yep. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You described that pretty accurately. Yep. So, Johnny, have you even noticed very many of these rings around or anything like that? It's funny you should mention this one, Lance. Um, I was walking my uh, dog the other night, as I normally do in uh, my normal route. And I was like, you know what? I think I'll start counting uh, the ring doorbells. Right? So, in a, um, I don't know, like, Probably a better than average level community. Yeah, I mean right? it's uh, upper middle. Yeah, not yeah. crazy. Not, I mean you got yeah. you got like a probably middle, just slightly above middle, maybe. So somewhere in there, right? Yeah, team so, mobile manager, but not, not not surgeons in this neighborhood. <laughs> so so Bo doesn't know the answer to this one. So I walked past mm-hmm. past forty six houses. How many of them had ring doorbells? Uh, in this neighborhood, yes. Um, I'm gonna say twenty. Because I don't think it was like everybody, but a significant, <laughs> a significant amount of people. Had yeah, it. it's pretty close. 17, 17. right? So that equates okay. to a a penetration of the market of 37%. Amazon owns 37% of doorbell ringers in this type of community here. That's pretty good. For like a, a very new technology and, and a pretty te- complex technology. Yeah. It's so, not like, I mean, you got to drill a hole into your thing and then put a camera in and get the internet set up like old people. Yeah. You know that's a that's a young young person's and, game. And thinking that the police, right or wrong, has uh, access to thirty seven percent of cameras around people's houses. That's that's a lot. If you opt into it, but I think it is high. So so a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, has one of these ring doorbells, and then like sent me a video of me <laughs> um, from from their door, and I was like, oh, I like it. I don't know, it's creepy. Yeah. So then, because Amazon is Amazon, what they're also doing. Is they, if you recall from previous Junto shows, they have their recognition with a K, facial recognition technology yep, that they're yep. working on. So they're like combining the ring technology, the scanning everybody's faces, and well, and doing all this stuff like yeah. that. And just like, mm, and then the police are involved, and yada, yada, yada. They, that's how they get you. Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> like there's in the big tech sector, in my viewpoint, there's two anchors on the spectrum. On one end is Facebook, which is like horrible with privacy. And then the other end is Apple, which is actually tries, I guess, to keep that stuff uh secure enough and i'm not sure where amazon falls on that spectrum yet i did hear about how their recent line of alexa enabled products is trying to make strides as far as uh opting in and out of privacy like i remember, i know one of their uh studio echo devices like their uh, 200 high-end speaker alexa okay and one of the features or i was reading it was saying how like you can opt to disconnect the the uh, mode to listen 
like actually like I think hardware wise th- disconnected or something like that where you prevent the mi- the microphone from listening. So t- t- the reason that they're trying to add these new features in mm-hmm. is because they got they were starting to develop a reputation for being really really exactly. bad with your privacy. Exactly. So I'm to a degree I'm glad they're doing something about it actively. Mm-hmm. Whereas Facebook, I'm not sure what they're doing. Like making it worse. I want to say I think Facebook just launched some new product that was like like, like what are you doing? <laughs> like money, like uh, some sort of cryptocurrency, right, or something? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the face dollars. Yeah, like who's gonna trust that? <laughs> uh, the kids maybe or no, probably like uh the parents, like old people. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's all a mess. <laughs> all right, uh, let me see. And then in um in good news here, I'm gonna wrap things up with uh, good news. Scientists fertilize seven white rhino eggs using sperm taken from last two remaining males. Team hopes to grow embryos in lab, ultimately reintroducing a herd of at least five back into nature. Hopefully it's some boys and girls, because I guess at this point they got to, what, bang their sister to keep the population going? Man, what? <laughs> Why do you think this is so creepy, man? I don't, I'm not Why a rhino. this creepy, man? Well, that's, that's what it is. You say it's like seven of them left, and you put them out in the wild, yada, 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 we got eight. Well, that's not the that's not the only breed of there is a like the Florida panther, right? right. So the Florida panther was almost extinct, but I think they took uh, DNA from panthers like out in California the, and the Georgia panther or the Georgia panther, right? And then they it's the nearest panther. Can't Puerto Rico panther uh, across the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just saying that maybe they don't have to bang the sister, maybe they bang the black rhino. <laughs> Definitely not the Guam. Well, if they do though, yeah. then they'll, they'll never go back. Well, well, I guess that would be true because there's only seven of them, right? <laughs> That's not the joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing I kind of want to say is I think that animal husbandry for rhinos and other uh, endangered creatures should have been started years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like why is it? Why did you start when there was five left? Why not? You didn't notice there was only twenty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or do they start this in the eighties? Like, like you know what they do with bull sperm and cows and everything. You know, I saw a video of a cow that was six feet tall. It was it was like four cows ground up and put into one giant cow. It towered over. The, it was, oh yeah, it was like in Australia or New Zealand or something. Like right? a mega cow. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, I, I don't know. Just never saw a cow that big. It was like a moose cow <laughs> or a Dubo normal cow. <laughs> yeah. But hey, it's, where you been, Bo? You been hanging out in Australia? <laughs> All right, that's ridiculous. All right, so uh, that's the high tech news for all of us here at News Center Four. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. And welcome, this time, to the Captain's Ready Room. First Officer Bo. Science Officer Lance reporting. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, As you know, the Captain's Ready Room is the preferred place where the captain could hold private discussions Mm -hmm. and or receive classified communications. And I think we're going to meet... Both those objectives today. Okay. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I have faith in you, John. Complete confidence. There you go. There you go. So it's a topic that's uh, near and dear to my heart, which I alluded to in the uh, Too Hot to Handle segment. So for our Patreon users, uh, you would have enjoyed that goodie. And uh, if you're not a Patreon user, please subscribe and uh, enjoy. So the topic is, what happens when you have a friend, right, who has a very specific goal but their behavior is getting in the way yeah okay mm-hmm. <laughs> don't give me that ugly look Lance <laughs> it's not you I'm talking about this is not an intervention on the air mm, not, not an intervention <laughs> alright uh, so, so so for me I'm I'm super goal oriented right a lot of my life stuff I break it down to goals I have goals for my whole life, I have goals for the year, I have goals for the week, I got goals left and right, okay? So, when I see other people having goals and they tell me, hey, you know, just casual conversation, hey, you know what, I want to get, uh, you know, married with kids one day, or hey, okay, I really yeah, stop like talking to... about me. Okay. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. going to ask you what your goals were, Lance. But, uh... Yeah. You know, so, like, let, let's say you hear somebody say that, mm-hmm. but they don't make strides to get that far. Like, you, you see them never attempting to go on dates. When there's clearly opportunities, you, you know, like, what do you do as a friend who cares mm. about them? Do you say something, you know? Do you just keep quiet, just let them go on with their life, n- not getting closer to their goals? What do you do? What, what is your level of friend responsibility here? Well, it's directly relate or proportionate to your level of friendship with the person. Okay. 
And I guess how much you actually care about them. Good to close friend, and you care about them. Yeah. You care about their happiness. Oh. Well, I think that my response probably would be the same for a very close friend or not so much a close friend, you know, in that respect. Response being? Response being that if you see a person that is, you know, okay, so your your job is to not make the decision and live the life for that person, mm-hmm. but your job is to help support whatever decision that they they go down, right? Well, I mean, but if it's Johnny saying they're making, you see them making what well, I guess what you consider to be the bad a bad decision. Yeah. So, so there's, I don't think, I don't think there's really like bad decisions, but there's like, okay. There's bad decisions. I'm thinking like, <laughs> let's say you have a friend that's addicted to crack cocaine. Bad decisions. Or heroin or, or some other yeah. drug. And they're like, my goal is to kick the habit. Mm-hmm. Right. Good decision. That's a good decision. Right. Mm-hmm. And so your goal wouldn't be like, you know, uh, as a friend, you would support them in whatever capacity that so, you could. Right? Okay, let's l- 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 use be a, around somebody who's on crack too. too <laughs> not, that, not to give more crack, you know, just like, <laughs> like, like once you've gotten into the crack, I feel like I can't be around. All right, all right, just one more crack rock. <laughs> well, okay. I'm just trying to think of a what's a what's okay. a universal. Well, I, I've got one for I you. Went too far. <laughs> yeah, that, that went too far, right? Too far. I got one for you. Okay, let's say I tell you two guys that hey, my objective is to run a marathon. Mm-hmm. Okay, this time next year. I tell you this: get those nipples hard or toughened, toughened up. <laughs> it's like everyday sandpaper. <laughs> Got to train them, train them first, then your legs. Okay. But every weekend, you ask, "Hey, how's training going?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna go chill and Netflix and you know watch a movie again this weekend, guys." At what time do you say anything at all? I mean, I don't care about you running the marathon. I guess if you, but I'm telling you, I my personal goal is I I really need to run a marathon. So for something like that where it doesn't really matter, I think what the approach I would actually uh, take would be to just be like, uh, like I would, if I see you on the couch, I go, hey, I see that marathon train is going really good. Ah, so <laughs> like passive aggressiveness. Yes, yes, yes. I'd, okay. roast, I'd roast you lightly. A light roasting. <laughs> a light roasting. <laughs> and, okay. I, and I would disagree in your assumption that it's, it's not very important. I would say it is that person's goal and it is important to them, so it'd be important to me as a friend. And what would you do, Bo? Uh, I would probably... So I'm a person uh, that... Um, would say something like, hey, do you want to go on a run? I'll go on a run with you. Oh, much better friend. <laughs> <laughs> and see, like, because, you know, I guess everybody has different, you know, types of encouragement uh, that they can give. And me, I, I'm more of a person that will be like, okay, I'll encourage you by doing the same thing that, that it is to get to your goal. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. much, much better decision <laughs> and more effective, too. I don't know about more effective, but yeah, I think for most people, I think um, the uh, y- y- not wanting to disappoint somebody, or like it's a lot easier to to you know let yourself down than it is to like let somebody else down. So it's like okay, if I I don't have an excuse to not run now because you know like Bo's already saying we should do it. I know I should do it anyway. So then it's just like there's nothing stopping me, and also I could be doing something with my friend. So it's like extra incentive. Okay. Except that this Netflix is good, so yeah. what's, what's <laughs> do? <laughs> so, 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 what's the consensus here? Like, what should our audience listeners leave with to say, "Hey, I've always struggled with this issue." What's our gold nugget advice for these folks? Do I, nothing because that's what a good friend do. Don't pressure tactic your friends, or do you yeah. say, "Hey, intervention"? Come on, man! You said you were going to do something about this. Are you serious or aren't you serious? I, I think so. Like, uh, I think. You should definitely bring it up, talk to him about it, but just don't, you know, be a jerk about it. Like, um, uh, just you know, bring it up. Everything. Oh, hey, you know, uh, yeah. how's it? You know, training for that marathon. I see. You, what What are your times looking like? You know, let's uh, let's do that. And they're just like, oh, you know, I'm not doing it so good. Like, well, you know, it's coming up pretty soon. Those nipples are not <laughs> <laughs> not going to rub themselves. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a friend. I'm willing to help. Yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever you need. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I would I would probably say my tactic would be depending on how I perceive the need in that person's life. I don't know if that's you know I would say you know to that person they they may seem neat, but I'm thinking if your goal is you want to run a marathon, you know, next year and you are in the the same shape that you are, I go, well clearly that's you know, you wanting to run the marathon is not like a necessary thing for you to be uh, like a healthy person or something like that. But if you were like 200 pounds overweight, right, and mm-hmm. you were struggling to lose weight, I'd probably be more like, I'd probably be more forceful and be like, hey, you know, you said you, you're trying to lose weight so you can run this marathon, you know, do hop you, to it. Do you slap something. the french fries out of my hand? Uh, 
No, I don't slap the french fries. You just I take it all. your ketchup. <laughs> you can't have this. Hey, baby steps. <laughs> what do you do, Johnny? I struggle. I don't know. I, I think I do exactly what you just said, Lance. I, I bring it up enough times without hopefully sounding like a jerk. But I make it clear. I say, hey, just so you know, I've mentioned this like whoever X amount of times. I don't want to be a pastor. So just tell me shut up and I'll just keep quiet from now on. So and you can keep on, you know, proclaiming that you're going to meet some sort of imaginary goal that I know you're never going to meet. Yeah, so as... And I'll sit here and nod like a friend who thinks like you're going to make it someday. Okay, so yes, and I can... So for the listeners, Johnny's not lying because he does do this to me (laughs) (laughs) on various goals and things that I've mentioned in the past about me wanting to do (laughs) and making no progress towards. And he just gradually uh, brings it up, I think quarterly, like he has a calendar notice. (laughs) My goal is to bring it up quarterly. (laughs) To say, hey, uh, hey Lance, uh, yada, yada, yada on that thing you were talking about. I go, oh, yeah. Good, good memory. <laughs> and then I go back to the old uh, Pokemon. <laughs> well, so maybe this is that the right tactic. I mean, yeah. maybe that's a real world example there. Is uh, that what you need in Lance? Would you say like that's perfect, Johnny? That's good enough as a quarterly reminder, just to write him out. You can't make somebody do something they're not going to do. So like, right. and then I mean, unless you and you have no one, I'm not like out here ruining my life. If I'm out here ruining my life, then maybe do something more extreme. But for something along those lines, I think. Um, yeah, it, like like you being more forceful won't make me do it more to just like create friction. And, and this is not you here, but or a like, person. Yeah, like I have other friends who you do. <laughs> <laughs> I catch the conclusion of this discussion on the too hot to handle episode. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was kidding. Um, like I have other friends who stated like, hey, their life goal is to like, uh, I don't know, like let's say like have a family and kids right or like back to that example have a family and kids but i don't see them dating right years are passing years are progressing here times times like a ticking and i see them getting more sad maybe throughout the years so i'm like what is my if i'm like one of their closest friends shouldn't i like really try to kick them in the butt and say hey man you're not doing enough stop watching netflix and get out there on the dating apps and get out there in person do something about that. I think you need to bring a girl to their house. Or a boy. Yeah, whichever floats yeah. your boat. But Today. yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw on yeah. Facebook that some guy I graduated high school with, or like on the, on the same high school graduation year, same age as me, whatever, has like a kid that's going to homecoming. I was like, I was like, jeez, Louise. <laughs> I was like, that's a... Yeah. Oh, man. That's an awakening. Yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, all right, well. Kid that's going to homecoming, that would mean that... It would almost be like they had the kid like either like in high school or like right after high school, right? Yeah, I think um I think the kid might have been sixteen or seventeen. I'm thirty five, so maybe like nineteen or something. I don't I'm not like it's a just some dude from Facebook, you know, like one of those uh you went to school with him, so you're their Facebook mm-hmm. friend, but you don't really know him for yeah. real for real. I was like, Man, it's like this like some of my friends have like kids, like like little kids, like middle school, I'm not in middle school. Most of my friends have kids that are like first, second grade, something like that. Third grade maybe. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of like my older friends. And then like some of my kid friends have like 16 yeah. and 17 year yeah. old kids. And I'm like, what is, yeah. what a world. And I'm just over here like, man, it's got a war is good on PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> well, so before, before we end the segment, I do kind of want to ask about our goals, right? Uh, I don't know if, if you want to add something like, you know, you have a goal and then how would you want us to encourage you to fulfill that goal? You know, well, I'm so bad at this that literally my goal is to set some goals. <laughs> okay, that, that's a good goal. Yeah, I mean, that, that's honestly a very good goal. I think I might make that's a vision that, board. That, that's a step further than most people, put it that way. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Yep. And I how I, can we encourage you to set me, goals to set goals? Uh, set a reminder to ask me about it in a couple of weeks. Okay. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bo, what about you? Uh, For me, my goals, I think is probably to be, um, I think, to save more money. That's a goal. Yeah. Save okay. more money. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, six years going on that one. <laughs> yeah. And, and how should we encourage you on that one? Um, uh, let's see. You can encourage me by reminding me of uh, doing things that are uh, more, what is it, uh, financially... Uh, sound, sound. Yeah. Okay. So, but I'm I'm more thinking like things like meal prepping and stuff like that. I'll do you one better. Mm. Give me two hundred dollars at okay. the beginning of every month. I'll hold it for you, <laughs> and then at the end of the year, I'll give you 
Snipers have food back. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So then that way you can't spend it because you don't have it. Oh, that's a good way to help me. Yeah. See, I like. I'm thinking outside the box. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I remember when I was uh, when I was younger, and I was, uh, I think I was in high school, and I went to school, and then I had a job, and and I remember in the summers I had like two or three jobs or something like that, right? Yeah, I did that too. And uh, that's kind of like the normal high school thing. And I remember my dad would say, "Well, you can't spend money if you're always working." Oh <laughs> yeah. So that was that was my dad's way of being like this is how you save money you always work so you don't have any time to spend it oh okay i get it i was like wow what asian person never give me that advice oh really on the outside it sounded a little different like if you're always working how can you spend your money have fun john like no asian parent uh, says that okay. <laughs> and then they say the other way like you need to work more so you can't yes. spend your money yeah <laughs> yeah mm, in high school i had a so I, I i looked up and i had no social life and i was like well I could be using this time that I'm doing nothing with making money. So I kind of approached it the same. I got to the same uh, end point from a slightly different direction. Yep. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, my, one of my goals this year was to uh, improve my photography skills, which I'm a little bit behind. I had set goals for like every month, do some sort of like go outside and do some sort of photo shoot. Just go someplace downtown, what? go to the park, just take pictures. Yeah. Like, you would, know. would you photograph a wedding? Not now. No. I'm not that good. No, not at all. I mean, just right. free though. So he said some poor people out here getting married for God knows what reason. And then, uh, <laughs> so, so then they, uh, they yeah. I mean, if it's zero expectations of like, hey, I get, that's the thing. You do it for free and then they get, uh, whatever they get. If they know there's a potential that every picture comes back blurry, then yeah, sure. Why not? I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And how can we help you? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Get to the goal of being a better, better photographer. Can I can I vogue for you? Should we <laughs> should we uh, like make days and be like, you know what? Let's just go out and take pictures. Let's go to the, yeah, the, that the, would actually the yeah. local botanical gardens. Yeah, or yeah. the uh, the cheerleading academy for <laughs> for the, the for the soccer team. <laughs> All right, At college and above. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Make sure to bump it up. I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, I uh, hope you got some nugget out there as far as like, hey, it it is important to help your friend and uh, hopefully help them meet their goals if they've uh, expressed any. Uh, and hopefully you just don't nag them. So, all right. Enjoy the Captain's Red Room and we'll be back with our uh, world famous pop culture segment. Cannot wait. Transfer of data is complete. Welcome back. I'm Bo. Lance. I'm Johnny. There's nothing else with that, Bo? You have to put a tagline in that. I have to put a tagline? Yeah, yeah. Something I'm, pop culture reference Okay, and I'm Bo. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to edit the uh, pop, pop into pop, pop, pop. Remember that pop-up video? Uh, The VH1? Yeah. Oh, you're going to put that in there? Nah, I thought, I thought that's what you were doing. <laughs> oh, I was just making it sound like a popcorn. Oh, seriously? I, oh, I thought you were actually making the VH1 pop-up video stuff. Oh, I might might be subconsciously because I did watch pop-up video. Well, there you go. All right. Well, welcome to our world-famous uh, pop culture uh, segment where we where we recount the latest and greatest in media. And uh, I guess we'll start off with Johnny as he'll get us our, our weekly Netflix uh, <laughs> <laughs> Netflix fix. Ne- Netflix. Oh boy. Yeah. I, I I swear. I keep What's Nef- good? I keep Netflix in business. So what can? Okay. So I'll start off with the island, or maybe it's called the One Land. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. It's not that. <laughs> it actually might be. Okay. Um. So this is a new uh series, miniseries, eight episodes long. And the premise is when 10 people wake up on a treacherous island with no memory of who they are and how they got there, they set off on a trek to try to get back home, only to discover the world is not as it seems. seems. Huh. So 10 episodes long. Um, I will say it started off for me strong. The intrigue of a mystery like this usually grabs me pretty quickly. But then the execution and the actual explanation was going on throughout the series. It it just the uh, it just failed, and I don't blame the actors or actresses. I just blame squarely the script writing for this one with um, just an uninteresting, uninspiring plotline for it. So, did you finish it? I did finish all ten episodes. I was too far in by the time mm-hmm. it, I realized I had uh, been uh, bamboozled. Hey, I think you got to start watching stuff you hear about as opposed to just like watching whatever is new. You got to start taking recommendations from not what I'm doing on behalf of our Junto listeners. Yeah, I guess that's true. You, you do, <laughs> do a good service for, for so, the people. Uh, here's another service I've done for them. 
I watched a uh, Chinese dub movie called Shanghai Fortress. This is uh, set in the future. The city of Shanghai, China, battles to defend itself against an ongoing attack by an alien force that had laid siege to numerous cities around the globe in its quest to harvest a hidden energy only found on Earth. So basically, aliens come. They're harvesting the Earth. They've knocked out every other major city, and the only one left is Shanghai, China. Uh, Do we see the aliens? Uh, We see some of their um, uh, drones and their infantry. Yes, we do. Are they CGI or are they practical? It's a little combination of both. Does it look look good? It looks decent enough for sure. Right. All right. I think uh, I still wouldn't recommend it because the plot's pretty weak. Uh, I think uh, China has a bit to work on for their uh, making these movies uh, robust enough. But the interesting I would take away here is their portrayal of Americans. Right. Oh, so keep in mind this is the last standing city, right? <laughs> so other foreign nations have like have come here now for because this is the last city standing. So you know, in American movies, we'll portray the Asian people as like, oh, they're the scientists. Oh, hey, they're the smart ones who will come yeah. up with a solution for some sort of <laughs> scientific dilemma, right? I cannot wait. <laughs> in this movie, at least, the uh, the white uh, American general dude was like some belligerent, like you know. Um, not thinking things through kind of person. I don't know where they would get that impression from. Impulsive <laughs> to act. Exactly. I was like, whoop, eh, not too far off, maybe. It's funny. Also, like in America, the, the last two survivors of a, the uh, alien attack in America were like gravely wounded but couldn't afford health care, so they died. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have a show I would highly recommend now. Wait, do so, you recommend that or no? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. So <laughs> Thank you. So don't recommend the first two, but this one I do highly recommend, which I thoroughly enjoyed. It's called In the Shadow of the Moon. It's a recently released Netflix original movie. Uh, the premise is a Philadelphia police officer struggles with a lifelong obsession to track down a mysterious serial killer whose crimes defy explanation. Right? So uh, click down a little deeper. And the thing is, um, a series of murders happens nine years apart. And this cop is on the case and is driving him nuts, basically, right? Oh. And I just love the premise behind it and the execution of the actor and the actual explanation at the end of the movie was, I, I felt, very satisfying. So just be aware, if if you're not the greatest with uh, details... Uh, yeah, so don't yeah. do not do this one while you're cooking. You got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, pay attention a little bit of this one here. But uh, to me, it was very worthwhile. So check this one out for sure. Okay. Uh, Script it, not true story? Scripted, yeah, yeah. I did see in in real life. I saw some story about a serial killer that like he's been he had been he had killed a whole bunch of people over a long period of time. But he was like crazy with the planning. It was like like he he planted some his tools to kill somebody in a different state like two years ago. Then he like drove. Then he flew to Virginia and then like drove to Maryland from Virginia to, to pick up his tools two years later and then killed somebody in a random place like that. And I was like, man, that's so crazy. But then like I was looking at his mugshot, so I was like, well, they got him. But um, I was like. You know, it's uh, wild stuff. All right, that's it for me. Uh, Netflix score. I'll come back around for other stuff. All right, so I'll go next. Uh, in the off time, there had a couple flights and uh, took some time to watch. I'm about halfway through the latest season of Thirteen Reasons Why. It is, mm, I guess, it's a, a little bit less good than the previous seasons, but still really good. Um, uh, story is. Again, it's still handling some very serious um, issues, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I like it. And I'm watching. So I saw on Twitter that there was a uh, this new anime that was trending. It was like some crazy scene in the anime, and so I watched the scene, and I was like, oh, it looks pretty. Uh, like there's a good fight, a good fight in anime. I like a uh, action-packed anime. So I started watching it. It's called Demon Hunter, and then like uh, it's got some. So t- the tagline is in Japanese. So I asked my brother who speaks Japanese like what the tagline was, and, and he was like, it means sword that hunts demons <laughs> so uh, demon hunter is really really good um i'm watching it on hulu dubbed speaking of things you can't do other stuff while wait subbed subtitles so speaking of stuff you can't do other stuff while you're watching i also watched um a couple of your old recommendations johnny and i will say that you were spot on with these when you recommended i am mother i watched that on netflix really liked it uh, even though I think I got a different story out of it than you did. <laughs> starring Hillary Swank? Uh, I wouldn't lead with that. Um, I was just <laughs> starring 
a sci-fi world. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> More of a draw than Hillary Swank. Yeah. Uh, I also saw Always Be My Maybe, which I highly recommend. <laughs> it's the uh, Asian star, Asian-led rom-com on Netflix. Uh, super cute. And then uh, a little uh, Dark Horse here I saw. I saw one of those deals where it's like um, for uh, limited release movie and on uh, only a certain night, certain times. And it was an anime called Promare or Prom- Promare. I don't know. I saw the subtitled version, so I didn't get the good pronunciation of it. And it's a um, from the same studio that made Guran Lagan, which is a really, really good anime. And so I was like, okay, I'll go watch it. I had nothing to do that day. And um, it's about like a a world where there are these mutants who have like fire powers that they some can and some can't control them. So like they burn down cities on accident sometimes. So then like society cracks down on them and they use these ice powers. I mean, the, the police have like ice guns and whatnot to freeze out the, um, the immigrants. So the whole movie is about the, uh, oppressive police force, um, excuse me, ice going around and capturing these, uh, these undocumented migrants all over the place. I'm just like, are you watching us, Japan? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's what it was. And so um, the action was, if you like Guran Lagan, it's uh, it's very much like that. The, it was real over-the-top anime stuff, like, you know, big hair and the people are all crazy. But um, I liked it, you know, if you can find it. Real, real, real stylized. Like, it's kind of hard to see and understand what's going on, but it was beautiful and uh, and a good story and good action. All right, Bo? Uh, so I've watched a couple of uh, things. Um. I think the last thing I saw that was really good on Amazon, they came out with a show called Undone. Oh, yeah. I've heard good things about Undone. So I think if if there is a show that's probably closest to my movie Mojo, uh, this would probably be it. Okay. I'm watching this it is, ASAP. Yeah. So this is uh, a, a quick uh, synopsis. Undone is a half-hour genre-bending animated dramedy that explores the elastic nature of reality through its central character, Alma, a 28-year-old living in San Antonio, Texas. After she gets into a car accident and nearly dies, Alma finds she has a new relationship to time. She develops this new ability in order to find out the truth about her father's death. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds almost like the storyline of that video game Life is Strange. But um uh yeah, I would say similar, but you know, it's it's similar in in that it's kind of a trippy and surrealistic and you know, it's has its nature with time or its reality kind of bending but i would i would say this one is a lot more uh there's like a like a sinister more sinister element to it i guess i don't know if that's a, the right word but not, not, I'm, not, I'm i'm sold i'm, I'm definitely gonna yeah. watch it uh and the other thing is i saw there was a uh so i'm a fan of sturgill simpson uh and johnny he, who sturgill simpson no idea then that guy makes like jeans or pants or something <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a race car driver well no he's a uh what is it called um He's a he's a country music singer. Ah, close. Yeah, and he put he. <laughs> so I was, I knew I was that. on Netflix. Is he that or a football player? <laughs> I was on I was on Netflix uh, a couple days ago. It would be Lusturgil. <laughs> <laughs> and he had he had put together uh, like his his new album came out, and he had put, uh, and Netflix had put it to um, basically like a kind of a CGI animated, oh, almost like cel shaded thing, and it's and Cell-shaded I guess it's kind of like uh, <laughs> like a modern age like pink floyd floyd kind of vibe so i would say it's not it's okay his his new album i've i've like his other music better but it's i think that it's uh it's one of these things that i when an artist kind of does these things i applaud it and i kind of want more stuff like it because it's it's just so different and out there so are you a country music fan bo um i would say yes and there's a lot of country music I don't like. I'll okay. say that. I think you're you're in yeah. enough for the next sentence. So, uh, Ken Burns, noted uh, documentary yep. filmmaker, mm-hmm. his latest work that is getting great reviews is a documentary on, I guess, the history of country music. Okay. I don't know if you heard about this. No, I haven't. Uh, so, I think I think you might want to look that out because you like documentaries and then if you like the subject matter. Because I've been hearing black people say it's good. And I'm like, man, it must be real good. Yeah, and, probably still can't trust it though. It'll probably take the communist side. <laughs> <laughs> we need to sit down and talk about that one day, John. All right, so uh, so I, I'm officially recommending that to you, Bo, even though I have not seen it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I, and I haven't seen it either. Uh, yeah. Girl, <laughs> anti-Ken Burns. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, I. so I like the idea of watching Ken Burns documentaries, but I can only get through about like, a, you know, a quarter to a half of them, and then I just get so bored, I check out. Yeah, four or 16 hours? Yeah, four <laughs> yeah. to 16 hours, and I'm like, I... This is too much of a commitment. So it's like an audio book or something. 
Okay, so I've read a couple books in uh, in off time here. I read a book called uh, Did Jesus Exist? The Historical Argument for Jesus of Nazareth by Bart D. Aaron. So I read two different um, was Jesus real books. And uh, just to, I think it's interesting to see, well, like what, what is the historical evidence for Jesus be existing or not? And then you, you can uh, say whether or not he was the literal son of God and things like that. Yeah. So probably not too much physical evidence of Jesus actually existing, except for maybe a lot, a lot of people writing about him. Yeah. Is, is basically what it amounts to. But there seems to be a, you know, in this guy. So one book was like, um, I read two different ones and the other one, it's not in my history that I can see, but this guy, he, he's some doctor of history or whatever. And so he made the case that since so many of the, um, various writings from, around that time even though most of them are like 40 or 30 years after jesus quote unquote died they um the preponderance of evidence leads to him to conclude that jesus exists or did exist uh you know in some way shape or form even though some of the details may be off from what the bible says okay "Okay, all right interesting then also i'm reading right now fantasy land how america went haywire a 500 year history it's about just like all the crazy things that america's believed over time like snake oil salesmen uh, P.T. Barnum and how people thought that he had a real um, a real mermaid. And it's kind of like America. So you look around <laughs> now and people believe fake news. And, he's, and his argument is basically like you can trace all of American history. We've always been more susceptible than others cultures to believing wild things and snake oil salesmen and people like America was kind of founded on hope. And then so it's like you can trace the same vein that led people to move to California and thinking that they would get rich off the gold rush leads people to think that you can get rich now or lose weight by uh, uh, taking some pill. It's all, it's all the same, yeah. same American sensibility. Okay, all right. I see your point, buddy. All right. I got uh, a couple more items here currently out right now on HBO is uh, Mary, Queen of Scots. So this one really, I don't know, exactly. I think I lost glance for sure. I know our movie mojo is not lying this one. But Bo. The latest version of Dunton Abbey. 20% chance I'm matched with Bo on this one. Well, I, I like Downton Abbey, so... Do you really? Wow, okay. Well, yeah. Maybe I'll raise that to 50% now. <laughs> um, so this is a uh, take on... Uh, the Mary Queen of Scots explores the turbulent life of the charismatic uh, Mary Stuart. So the Queen of France is 16 and widowed at 18. So Mary defies the pressure to remarry. Instead, she goes back to Scotland to reclaim her rightful throne. But Scotland and England fall under the rule of the compelling Elizabeth I. So basically two queens, Elizabeth I and uh, Mary Queen of Scots, that are kind of like rivals but still part of the same kind of kingdom-ish. So it's kind of like them competing but uh, also um, relying on each other because they're part of the same kingdom kind of thing. So it's a true story? True story, right? And uh, Mary Queen of Scots is played by uh, uh, Sorcy Ronan. Oh yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. F- fantastic. The name fan- that name is crazy. It's spelled. It's got like a f- six syllables in a row. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Fantastic actress, and Elizabeth the first is played by Margot Robbie. Ooh, oh, that's all he had to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's that? Where's that available? It's on HBO. Okay, I might so, watch it. Was it that. Did it come out in theaters or is it an HBO movie? Uh, theater, but uh, probably a short run. It didn't do too much there. It's yeah. a period piece. What's the um uh the time frame on that? What years is this? Um, shoot, I have to look that one up, buddy. I got Mary Queen of Scots, Queen Elizabeth. What would you guess, Bo? Seventeen hundreds? I have no idea. Mm, I think so. Uh, Queen Elizabeth is whenever. Eighteen hundreds? No, no, not eighteen. I yeah. would say probably fifteen to sixteen hundreds because that's when Shakespeare was around, right? And mm. so, yeah. All right. So, and uh, two more things upcoming on Netflix. That I'm really looking forward to uh, dropping the weekend of October fourth is a, uh, I think, eight or nine episode series called Raising Dion. A widowed Ooh. single mom discovers that her son has superpowers and tries to figure out how to raise him safely and responsibly. I've been following this. Yes. Thank so. you for letting me know. I didn't realize it was uh, this close to coming out. Yep, this uh, October 4th right here. And uh, it's got like... So I feel like it's not a spoiler for this year because it actually sets expectations a little bit. I was really excited to see Michael B. Jordan. I'm a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. Right, but he's only in this thing for one episode. Okay, so just to like, don't expect Michael B. Jordan for like nine episodes. He's there for one episode. That's it. Okay, now I'm there for the uh, for the premise. So thank you, Johnny. I appreciate that. There you go. And uh, one more. Speaking of period pieces, Netflix movie coming out uh, November first is called The King. Uh, this one stars Joe Edgerton, Robert Pattinson, also known as 
Bruce Wayne, <laughs> aka Batman, and uh, Timothy Chalamet. So, this one is another take on uh, Hal, the wayward prince and uh, heir to the English throne. This crowns King Henry the Fifth after his tyrannical father dies. Now the young king must navigate palace politics, the war his father left behind, and the emotional strings of his past life. Is this like is that an action movie or some type of like slow drama? I think it's a slow drama with a war background. Kind mm. kind picture like a very artsy Braveheart. I don't think I knew that you liked these uh these old boring movies. Oh yes, I do. I love them. Yeah. Just 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 as long as it doesn't teeter towards the sense and sensibility type stuff, that's yeah. when I get lost. Okay. okay. Yeah. Good to know. I'll uh, incorporate that into my Movie cinemalarity. Mojo. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and I just want to point out uh, the reign of Mary, Queen of Scots was 1542 to 1567. Uh, you caught it, Bo. Yeah. You are the history book. That's a good run. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> All right. So that concludes another amazing episode of the Junto Show. Uh, we're so glad to be back. So glad to have you guys back uh, in front of us so that we could uh, entertain you for the little bit of time that we spend together. So uh, if you would, please do us a big favor. Tell somebody about the show. Leave us a five-star review in the Apple Podcast app. We would appreciate that greatly. Also, be sure to sign up for our Junto Show Premium at patreon.com slash junto show we appreciate that greatly and until next time uh, we'll see you on the next show I'm Lance I'm Bo and I'm Johnny see you next time